Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 213. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 163, Bravo. Which I guess that was in reference to the fact that the whole episode was about a play? I think so. And also, I think Bravo is one of those... I'm not even sure what it's called. You know, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever the words that symbolize different letters. So I think... That's used in aviation? One moment. Well, I have just looked it up. I believe it's called the NATO phonetic alphabet. And I remember looking that up back when you had Joss Whedon's dollhouse because all of the characters were all named after, you know. Oh, interesting. Like yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I remember it took me way too long to figure out that's what was going on with that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Cecil and Carlos decided that they were going to go see a play. It's usually very expensive to see plays, but this one was a little cheaper, probably because it was being held at the Night Vale Insane Asylum. Yeah, um, I loved a little bits that Cecil talked about his experience with live theater. They went to see a production of Hamilton, but it was mm. Hamilton the figure skater, so of course. <laughs> right. They also mentioned about the Night Vale Opera House has a black box theater, which I thought was kind of cool because we just read a press release that had been written by our little sister Hannah about the Oslo Theater opening up a new black box theater there. But this one sounds a little bit different because in the Night Vale black box theater, you go in to watch production and nobody ever comes out again. <laughs> right. And it's still really expensive. So. <laughs> right. And also, speaking of expensive, they were also talking about what a pain it is to get out of the house if you're going to do a theater because you've got to do the dinner and you've got to do parking and everything. And he said, you've got to get a babysitter. And we actually paused to have a discussion. We're like, Okay, babysitter? I missed most of the weather this episode because I was looking at the YouTube comments. That's apparently a reference to a revelation that was made in the live episode, A Spy in the Desert. And I don't know, should I spoil? Since we haven't, obviously Mm. we've been really slack about listening to the live episodes that they've recorded, so... Considering how slack we are, it's probably going to take me a while to watch it anyway, so yeah, go ahead and spoil it. Okay, spoiler warning. Yes, Carlos and Cecil have a child. Um, Oh my goodness, But they've been keeping it a secret in order to protect the baby's privacy, so... That's all the information I have so far. But yes, they've got a kid. No, congratulations, Carlos and Cecil. That's awesome. (laughs) So I really need to listen to these live show recordings. Really? Really, Yes, we got to get on that. I liked how they mentioned when they were on their way to the theater that Carlos had actually put on a Frank Ocean album and it was currently playing various animals screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Which really didn't help poor Cecil because he was kind of worried about going to a production that was taking place in an asylum and Carlos kind of had to like give Cecil a talking to because there's a lot of stereotypes about asylums and the people in asylums and it's kind of a neurotypical sort of prejudice that people have against people who are not neurotypical and I love the way he phrased it he said asylums are where we hide away people who remind us of the fragility of the human brain like yeah "Yeah, that's true yeah that's really true it really is so so they get to the asylum and it's really just you know an open room there's no stage. There's only 10 chairs in the back, currently filled with the warden, Rainer, and Sam, and Sam's secret police members, and also several of Sam's overt police members. <laughs> and they're all there to see a production of a play about the missing flight 18713. And I think the short version of the play's title is 18713 backslash NTSB. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And NTSB, those are the people who are investigating the flight. And apparently, it gets a little confusing, but I believe that there are three undercover members of the NTSB at the asylum, but it's kind of unclear. They're either there undercover or they have actually been sent to the asylum for real reasons. And I remember when this happened, this was during the cat show episode, and you had these members of the National Transportation Safety Board. Yeah, I think that's what that stands for. I should pay more attention to that sort of thing. (laughs) Um, They showed up investigating the missing flight, and Uh the sheriff came to talk with them, and okay, so the suggestion was made that there was a dangerous person Hold on a second. And he's called Doug Biondi. And mm-hmm. that he was in the asylum. And the NTSB agents needed to speak with him. And Sheriff Sam decided that they would go, quote, quote, undercover to the asylum. Now, I always got the idea that this was Sheriff Sam saying, okay, we'll take you undercover to the asylum. And meanwhile, they just locked him away. But yeah. Cecil doesn't know that. Cecil absolutely believes that these agents are undercover in the asylum. So Cecil asks Sheriff Sam, hey, how's the undercover operation going? Which Sheriff Sam says, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it really does feel like it could be either way. It could be Cecil blabbing about a secret or... I don't know, that they actually locked away. It's really kind of confusing. But I do get the idea that Sheriff Sam deliberately locked these guys away because they'd be crazy. Yeah, no, and I got that idea, too. Everything, you know, Cecil's cluelessness notwithstanding, I really got the idea that they have been locked in there against their will. But now they're putting on a play, and the play seems to be led by Doug Biondi. And I did look up that name, and I'm probably just misspelling it. I I know we've heard that name a bazillion times, even before the information about the flight. I feel like that's a name that we've heard in Nightville for a long time. But so far, my Googling has not turned up results. So if one of our intrepid listeners has more information, that would be awesome. Before the play started, though, uh, Cecil talked for a bit with the angel Erica, who was in Mm -hmm. the audience. And Erica kind of demanded $10 from Cecil and wouldn't bother explaining why. And Cecil just gave him $10. And then his lower back pain disappeared. And Erica (laughs) kind of winked at him, although Cecil thinks it might be a wink because apparently angels have 10 eyes so it's sort of hard to tell what they're looking at which I love any of the Night Vale fan art of angels everybody's got a different take and it's wonderful yeah I think between Night Vale angels and pictures of Kashyyyk I could just look at weird Night Vale fan art all the time it's just wonderful but yeah a little bit more um, they were going to start the play and Doug Biondi standing there and Cecil went on about how Doug Biondi has an unusual smile that the edges of his lips actually go out further than his eyes and he has a large amount of teeth and I'm like that sounds like a member of the Smiling Gods troops. It sure does yeah and the way he's talking his line delivery was just really creepy for the whole Super time. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. And he even says I mean it's in the terms of the play but he's speaking like the play has begun and he's talking to the audience and says that we are the people who have been kept here against our will by by people who think that we know too much and you've got Rainer in the audience is like that's not in the script 
Doug, and things start to kind of go downhill from there. Yeah, it gets very chaotic, and Warden, like, sets off the alarms, and everyone's running about, and Cecil looks and sees that Erica is just sit, still sitting there, and he asks Erica, what's going on? What is this? And Erica says, I think this is the intermission. And now the weather. <laughs> it was, I love it when the weather gets meta like that. But yeah, the weather this time was 1-1000 by Raina Rose, which is different from Rainer the Warden. I just noticed the similarities there. Anyway, um, <laughs> Raina Rose, and it was kind of, it was folk, but it kind of moved into like a rock ballad a little bit, and then a saxophone kicked in, so it was interesting. Yeah, like I said, I missed all that while I was looking into the babysitter comment. <laughs> there was some neat chord progressions I liked in there. It was fun, but yeah. Um, I liked the whole description of the play, which we just kind of glossed over, but if you've ever seen like independent theater before, where very low frills type of stuff going on, but it's very well choreographed. That's what it felt like kind of leading up to all the panic. I mean, you've got the warden who immediately sets off an alarm and it would have been just perfectly timed because Cecil and Carlos jumped in. I was really picturing it in my head. Um, Yeah, we come back and Cecil and Carlos, I mean, they came back to the room 15 minutes later with the idea that, I don't know, maybe this is an intermission. It wasn't an intermission. No. It seems like everybody in the asylum has escaped, or at the Mm. very least, all the NTSB agents have escaped and possibly Doug Beyonde and they found a journal in Doug's room and it seems to be first person accounts of people who were on the missing flight and Doug said something at one point about how they you know we're trying to find the missing people but maybe they've already been found and everyone should worry about what happens when they find us yeah, yeah. And Cecil wonders now, he looked in the playbill for the play and he couldn't find any mention of Amelia Alfaro, who was the person in last episode who was always hearing the voices. But it does seem to be that Doug and her are hearing the same voices. And Cecil knows there's a connection. But yeah, she didn't appear in this episode at all, even though there had been some idea that maybe she'd been sent to the asylum last issue. But I don't know, she's not there now. No. And I don't know. That's kind of where we left it. Yeah. Also, the episode episode ended with the intro music this time, yeah. which they don't usually do. I yeah, remember being a little surprised when I heard that. I'm like, uh, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Something small like that. And you're just like, why'd they do that? Was that, did that mean something? Oh, oh speaking of intro, uh, the uh, opening line from Cecil was, our moral compass has been demagnetized. And I thought, well, Ooh. that's Ooh, boy. just so appropriate. I think you and I need to sit down at some point and make a list of, because we've got our notes. I mean, at oh, least yeah. a few months worth of notes here of some of our favorite t-shirt moments and fan art ideas because I really want to make some of these happen. I just randomly occurred to me at one point a bit of fan art moment where someone was being interviewed standing at the edge of an empty cornfield and off in the distance you can see a plane that's trailing a message that says, ooh, I found some teeth. Yeah, that needs to be a fan art. It really does. Yeah, but that was it for the episode. So um, anything else going on in the nerd world with you this week? No, I finally got all of my supplies in for working on my Emojibot costume. So I did a lot of, you know, using Bondo for the first time and sanding and all of that. And I'm probably going to be getting to the point where I can start painting soon. So this has been fun. But I am so glad that I didn't try to do this when we were getting ready for WonderCon last year. Because you know what? The whole costume wouldn't have happened if I had been depending on getting this helmet right. 
right. It just wouldn't. Yeah. Well, the amount of time that you spent on the legs would have instead been spent on the helmet. And the legs are pretty cool. So you know, I am yeah. very happy about the legs, but I still I've got to go off to the Durham Scrap Exchange, uh, possibly next weekend to get some foam because I'm just going to yeah. pack the inside of those legs with foam, so it's sort of like encasing my feet. So maybe that'll keep it on. I was even thinking that you could leave like the bottom half where your foot is a little bit blank, but just put in enough foam that you have to stuff your foot through a collar of foam and then the foot sort of sitting down there. But that, I guess now that I think about it, you would want to make sure that the legs don't flop around to the left or right either. I guess. I thought maybe like putting your foot into the boot and then putting pulling like a collar of foam up over your foot from the underside and like because oh, yeah. the, the inside, the tops are tapered so it wouldn't pop out like that. Could that. Do it. that could do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of possibilities. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. And you also just finished making something as of this evening with your 3D printer. Yes, Nathan got me a 3D printer for my birthday this year, and this is the fourth thing I've printed so far. And it's also the largest. It's a little oddish from uh, Pokemon, Aww. and it's a planter because it's going to be so cute. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, shared something on Facebook. It was a picture of an oddish planter, and she says, "Ooh, can someone get this for me?" And I just looked at it, and I thought that looks like it's been 3D printed. And I went and I looked on Facebook, and it's one of those scam sites where they like sure. take somebody else's artwork and say, oh, we'll sell this to you. I have no idea how that works if they actually make something. But mm. So I just looked on Thingiverse, which is the 3D printing resource site. And by God, I found the actual site where they stole the artwork for the Facebook wow. post and downloaded it for free. All of the uh, things are free. I am going to probably tip the uh, designer a few dollars on their PayPal account because they have a link yeah. there because that's just, yeah. that's awesome. I just It's it so is, much fun. It's beautiful too. It's really the plastic that you've made it with it's very shiny yeah I got I got a neon blue metallic shiny PLA filament and it was like $20 for a whole roll of it and I don't think I even used up a tenth of the roll making this thing so I have much more left to make more pretty things nice so many possibilities yeah I didn't really accomplish anything particularly creative this week what I did do which I sort of surprised myself I have watched the first three episodes of the Picard series oh awesome how is it I'm enjoying it it's beautiful the production value are off the scale. I mean, it's like every episode is looks like a movie. I mean, wow. it's really gorgeous. Uh, second episode was a lot of talking. We've uh-huh, got uh-huh. a very exposition-heavy plot going on. I felt that it started to get a little bogged down, especially there was a whole sequence where somebody was in front of a computer explaining what was going on with the computer, and I'm like, wow, we, we've been in front of this computer for a long time now. This is really... <laughs> but the acting is really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, Patrick Stewart looks amazing. There was a moment in the third episode that had me go, yee, because it was total fan service, but I loved it. Um, I love the music. The intro is gorgeous. The score that they use throughout the series is great. So yeah, I'm, I'm three episodes in. I'm cautiously optimistic. A lot, like I said, a lot of talking going on. But then the third episode, I had some action-y stuff happen that I'm like, ooh, and other little bits of fan service here and there that I enjoyed. So yeah, I do recommend it. So have you heard anything? Like, what's the buzz you've heard about the show? Because I noticed as I started watching it, I have heard almost no buzz about the show. No, and I get the idea it's because it's one of the streaming services that you have yeah. to actually sign up for a subscription, so it's a little bit more rarefied audience, but I also am starting to get the idea that with these streaming services, since nobody's beholden to a network with this like big overarching board of directors that have to approve everything people are actually freer to make the shows that they want to make. And I'm all for that. I just, 
can't stand the fact that I would probably have to sign up for nine different subscriptions in order to watch everything that I want to watch. Well, I've talked to other people. I mean, some people do the thing, and I've certainly done this, where you sign up for the trial membership of something and then cancel it as soon as you've watched what you want to watch. This only has a one-week free trial, and I'm not going to kill myself trying to get through... Well, I mean, there's six episodes so far, but I believe it's still ongoing. I also kind of want to watch Star Trek Discovery, and I don't... I really don't want to stress myself out. It's 10 bucks per month for the membership that doesn't have commercials, which is totally worth it for me. I mean, I'm going to like keep it for a month, probably cancel it after that, but that's how I kind of think that I'm going to be doing it. Not necessarily doing the free thing all the time, but just like, you know, just pay for one month and then have a month to watch this one network with the shows you want and then cancel it or pause it or whatever and go to the next one the next month. I could do that. Well, surely some of these streaming services are going to start offering that as an option, not just signing up for this blanket subscription, but just buying a month's worth of the service. And like, you know, people have the freedom to buy a month here and then a month there because hardly anybody, I don't think, is going to be able to afford to buy a subscription to every single one. You wouldn't have time to watch everything. No. And, but you, So you'd basically be paying money for a lot of content that you're not watching because it would probably be a month before you could get to some of this stuff. And I think... They're probably already starting to do that. So I had signed up for Hulu because I wanted to just take advantage of the free trial thing because I wanted to watch some of the Oscar-nominated documentaries. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that the $5.99 membership that I had signed up for wouldn't get that. You had to sign up for the live TV membership and go through all this rigmarole. And I was like, nah, pass. And so I just I didn't even keep the membership for the full trial period. I just canceled it. And they said, are you sure you want to cancel it? If you'd like, you can pause your membership. I'm like, like, ah, that's what it would be. You know, ah, they know that, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if other places do that, but they should. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, enjoying it so far. And I'll definitely, uh, there's only six episodes so far, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the most recent episode just came out last week. So I'm guessing it's still ongoing, but um, yeah, hoping for the best. So I guess it's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. We actually have a contact uh, named Hugh on Instagram, who has, I believe he's got access to movie screeners, but he has reviewed a lot of very recent movies, so make sure to keep an eye out on that. You know, we work with Instagrammers, and we feature some of their reviews sometimes. It's not as a favor to them, it's a favor to us. I would never be one of those people who's like, oh, you'll get such great exposure. No, it's it's totally (laughs) a favor to us. Um, But he's been the first one in a while, who now every time he posts a recent review, he'll actually send me a message, be like, hey, I've got a review up. I'm like, I'm going to put it on the site. So yeah, look out for that. Um, his name is Hugh, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name because it's a lot of letters, but it starts with a V. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. So I guess next week we won't have a Night Vale episode. Unless but, um, we I, decide to listen to A Spy in the Desert, which we really need to do. Yeah, now that we've got that information, plus the fact that we've got a limited amount of time to have episodes, live episodes with Cecil in them. So yeah, we should probably catch up on those. But that and yeah, something else in the real world, I'm sure. So one way or the other. We will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later.